Hey yo, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, beautiful people of the internet, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Life Of. This is episode four, I think, four, I hope, four, with the one and only Miss Alessandra Pacelli, a fellow Canadian, a fellow WAD life athlete. She's an all-around OG in the sport, eight-time CrossFit Games athlete. She offers some awesome insight that can only be brought to you by someone who's been there that long this is one of the most og people i've talked to in the sport so we touched on some really cool values in in the sports side of crossfit the new system but obviously as this this podcast this conversation series is focused we did get into a lot more we talked really deeply into the mental health side of things which was amazing alessandra opened up a lot about some of her struggles with mental health and anxiety and some tools that she's used to overcome them that I think can be super valuable to a lot of you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Before we get started, if you can't tell already, my friends at The Wildlife, as always, supporting me in what I do, but they are presenting today's episode. Alessandra and I are both homies with The Wildlife, both athletes for The Wildlife, and they are just an amazing company looking to keep what I'm doing coming to y'all's TV screens, phone screens, or computer screens. So big shout out to them. First link in the description for all of your fitness apparel needs. They make some of the best clothing on the market. They have hats, they have headbands, and they also sell a bunch of other really dope products like Theraguns, My Power Dots, so many other different accessories. Literally a one-stop shop for everything you need fitness. So be sure to scroll down. First link in the description. Now, without any further ado, Let's get into this episode with the one and only Alessandra Pacelli. My name is Nate, and I have a creative void that I'm looking to fill. And this is how I plan to do it. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Pick it up. You see the drippy, I'm fitted up. Hop in my car and I get it up. Secure the bag, yeah, I get the bus. You guys might have seen him on our vlog. His name is Nate Edwards. Pick it up. Hop in my car and I get it up. Secure the bag, yeah, I get the bus. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I've been on a flex since flex zone. Neighborhood all in your eardrums. How you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, just got back from Dubai. Yeah. Trying to get used to this time zone again. Yeah, I can imagine. Have we, have we hung out in real life? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I feel, I always like, I don't know. I wouldn't say I always have that, but like every once in a while, I'm kind of like, like I know we've been in the same place at the same time, mm-hmm. but I don't think we've ever, I didn't, I wasn't with you when the Buttery Bros filmed with you last year for the open. Okay. I'm trying to think of all the other times I was working for them then, but I wasn't with them for that interview. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Huh. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. <laughs> how's the uh, how's the comeback from Dubai going? Good. Yeah, probably getting back in the routine, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna like take this week easy, and then just getting things organized. Just did some Christmas shopping, and nice. Yeah, doing some normal people things right now. <laughs> I feel like the, like the sleep must be like brutal, right? Because it's like literally for, you're on PST as well. It's literally like a twelve hour difference right uh, it's the exact exactly. opposite so it took me probably like four days to get used to and then i feel like i finally got used to that time zone and then flew back here <laughs> brutal yeah i did that great <laughs> i did that with london like a couple weeks ago not as dramatic but like still i think it's like it's you know when it's nighttime here it's pretty much morning there 
And it's like that weird, just like you finally get used to it right before you leave and you leave and come back and then you're messed up again. Like that's the hardest part of travel. It's just literally when you shift time zones so drastically like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so this, this series itself is, I always like to kind of give a little bit of context because I, I mentioned it to you before, but it's, it's an interview series, but it's based a lot more around like you as a person and like your life surrounding what you do in the sport versus just like talking about what your max lifts are and what sanctionals you went to and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of the focus of this, just so we're on the same page. Um, first thing I want to talk about, the wildlife. Woo! Yeah. That's literally my note. I just said the wildlife. Woo! <laughs> No, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the cool things. They're sponsoring this episode, presenting this episode, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I've been working with them for two months. How long have you been with them for? Oh, I don't even know the amount of time. It hasn't been too long, but uh, yeah. definitely like half of last season, I want to say. Yeah. Was it so, Andy okay. that reached out to you initially? Or do you know who it was that you connected with initially? I think it was Andy. Yeah, Andy. He's a cool I dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all of them are super nice. Yeah, it's a dope company. It's uh, Australians are like, you're Canadian. Australians are very much like Mm -hmm. Canadians. It's like same level, you know, like we're very nice. We say sorry. We're very polite. You know, (laughs) it's the same not to trash all my American viewers here. But, you know, Canadians are in uh, Canadians. Australians are like yin and yang together. Seriously. It's true. True story. (laughs) Yeah, very true. Um, You're an OG in the sport. That's kind of the first place I wanted to start. You've been around for a minute, eight times at the games, right? Oh my God. It was crazy because like, I still remember when I was being called the rookie and now I'm like, wow, I feel old. <laughs> so nuts. What was your rookie year? 20... 2013 was my first year as an individual, individual. but I competed on a team in 2012 and be about third to cross the game. So I guess technically 2012, but I guess no one ever counts the team year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it's one of those things where everyone has, well, not everyone, but a lot of people went team before they started their individual career. But yeah, everyone always only count. I don't know why that is. I feel like it's pretty legit, especially back in those days to go mm-hmm. team. You know what I mean? Because it was big teams. They weren't super teams. Like it was, you oh, know what I mean? Sure. I feel like it was like just as, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. So eight times individual or eight times total? I think eight times individual, yeah, because yeah, since I first year was 2013 right i'm really bad at math but i'll trust you on that that's it's gonna be my eighth time at the as an nd this year yeah that's insane yeah (laughs) that how has that how well number one how has that been but also like what what has been the the life the life outside of that like the whole time like have you been a full-time athlete that whole time or were you like working in a job and kind of transitioned out like what has that life around it look like i think like the first half of my career i was kind of i had other jobs going on like i was going to go to physical therapy school so i was working as like a physical therapy aide and i had a couple side jobs i did uh i was like an assistant rowing coach and i did some uh coaching as well and then uh most recently i I just uh switched to the full-time focus on training nice Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Most recently is in like in the last like couple years or Yeah, the last I guess last three years. Two wow. years, three years. I don't even know when I when I stopped. Yeah. yeah. Was that like a dramatic juxtaposition for you? Like going from like having other focuses to like just being able to focus on training? Um I mean it's still like 
felt just as mentally taxing because like once I really made the switch and told myself I was going to commit to training it almost seemed like training was that much harder it felt like a job in itself right of course you know? yeah so. it is. yeah was that was that mainly so you said like that was that was mainly like a mental shift was that like also like you feel like you applied more pressure to yourself then because you're like I'm putting all this time into it like more has got to come out of it or was it just like the fact that you just it was your sole pursuit um, I mean, yeah, there was a little bit more pressure because obviously, like, the, the better you do, the more <laughs> money you make and you, you can't just, you know, another job where your salary is right. stone, you know. So I guess in that sense, I, I felt more pressure to train harder and, like, if I, you know, if I'm doing it, I, I got to do it right. So. Yeah, totally. No, <laughs> absolutely. I can imagine. I was... I was having a conversation with Cole Sager the other day, and he was he was mentioning that that like a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the athletes really value their their placings um, for like the monetary benefits of it. Like it, it really mm-hmm. kicks into like your your lifestyle and your ability to keep doing what you're doing is is how you're able to place and obviously like the compensation you get for that. So it's crazy because it's something I think a lot of people don't they don't really realize they think it's kind of like set okay. with the sponsors and you're just good, you know. Oh, exactly. Like for me, it's never really been about the money. But then, if that's all you're doing full time, like you, you have to, yeah, you have to make a living somehow. You yeah. have to pay the bills. So, it, in some sense, it it does become a job. But that was never my sole motivation. And you know, it's still still like isn't. But yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah want to make a living well i mean and to be honest though that's that's probably the best way to approach it right because like i think you see now especially with like the sanctionals and all that and all the different opportunities out there like more and more people will will probably start doing it with the money in mind and the fame in mind now that the social media fame is like a legit thing and like you know doing it the way you did it starting back when you did like the money wasn't really much of a thing the social media thing still wasn't really that big um relative to where it is now and like so starting it's a good it's a good like you know kind of comparison to anything in life like if you're if you're starting it for the reasons of making money and getting famous it's probably not gonna go well for you you know and especially something like crossfit because it's like that is such a daily grind and a daily process and like 99.9 percent of everything you're doing to get where you want to be is nothing of what you think think the glory is it's not the money it's not the social media it's not the time on on the competition floor it's like in the gym Mm -hmm. that's insane yeah (laughs) what what has made it sustainable for you over the course of this time like that's a long time eight years even the last like four years being a full-time athlete like what what has been working for you that's allowed you to to live that life i think mainly yeah like staying i guess up there on the leaderboard and then getting you know sponsors that can support your training and training lifestyle and then mm-hmm. uh so that really helped for me and then obviously like my husband's been very supportive and he's always been there for my yeah to allow me to continue training so it's just a combination of things and then yeah just the will to keep going <laughs> yeah seriously how how long have you and your husband been together for uh i think well, we've been married for five years, and we've been together for about, I want to say, like, 14. Holy <laughs> moly. Time, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. My girlfriend and I just passed six, and I'm like, boof. Yeah. That's insane. It's, it's pretty crazy. Are you guys, yeah. like, did you meet in, like, high school? 
no uh freshman year in college oh man yeah that's like yeah. me and my girlfriend that's when what's when i met her too that's crazy yeah it's so been a while yeah i know now i feel really old <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. don't it's fine I'm, I'm a baby how um is he american no he's actually german and he uh we met in california because uh he was on a tennis scholarship and I was on a rowing scholarship. And then oh. we, they do like an international program to like integrate them into American culture. <laughs> 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 so that's a, definitely have some funny stories. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's awesome. That's right. I just remember being like, I'm Canadian, I'm pretty much American. Like, why am I in this class? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. that's so funny why why did you choose to go down there just because you had like the scholarship or whatever and it brought you down yeah, there? i was uh so i grew up on the east coast of canada so obviously lots of snow and very cold and east so east, I, I, east east coast like maritimes no like ontario ontario okay where in ontario yeah, yeah. uh well in ontario font hill it's yeah. pretty much close to like niagara falls st Catharines. nice yeah i grew up in ottawa oh, okay awesome yeah so um yeah, I was looking at schools, and I did a couple official visits. I, I remember going to a couple schools on the East Coast, and then uh, just last minute, I saw that uh, the school in California had my program, and um, just like on a whim, my mom was like, why, are you, why wouldn't you go to California? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, just go on the visit. So I like went on the visit, and it, of course, it was like the most amazing weather, like yeah. perfect day. We went to San Francisco. People were like flying kites in the park, and and then, yeah, and then I just, yeah, I was like, I have to go there, yeah. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't I come to California? And of course, when you grow up, yeah, on the East Coast and you've never been to New yeah. California, you have that like dream, California dream, of, like totally beaches and you know. So yeah, that's kind of what brought me out there. <laughs> yeah, even since like I live in Vancouver now and just moved here in like September, even like this is my first winter without snow because I lived in Ottawa till I was seventeen, mm -hmm. then Halifax till I was like. 22 and then out here and like not having like minus 30 in snow is like the most mind-blowing thing ever it's like 10 degrees and rainy every day i'm like this is amazing yeah i can't you just yeah it's crazy you get so used to growing up with the snow that you like you're like how could how do people live like this now whenever i go home I'm like, seriously i'm going back to the cold no you step in like that awful like slushy snow that's this mm -hmm. time of year it's like wet every, oh yeah, yeah it's not exactly it's not enjoyable yeah, at least like West Coast Canada seems like you can go skiing and oh, stuff. But amazing. I feel like most of the East Coast, yeah, it just like turns into the nasty snow. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not nice. Um, yeah. Do you plan on staying in the States? Like what kept you there? And like, do you plan on staying there uh, long term? So, yeah, still figuring that out. But, uh, yeah, my husband and I were able to get a green card. So right now we're like on a green card here. Mm -hmm. uh, like him through work and me through CrossFit. So I guess... Yeah, we we have to figure that out since like we yeah, we're both not American citizens, but right. I uh, yeah I guess we have options. But for his work, he works in the city. It seems this seems to be like a good area for his job. So right. I think like so far we're planning to stay here. Mm -hmm. If you were to come back to Canada, where would you go? I would love to go to like Vance area because my older sister oh, yeah. lives in Canmore. Oh, nice! It's beautiful. Yeah. So we always go visit her and I like, I love it there. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's like my dream. Like, even though it's, I mean, it is really cold. I guess I'm like, just, I always go there when it's <laughs> nice. And then I go there once like in the winter. Yeah. But yeah. She's totally. always like, it's so cold here, but it is beautiful. It so, is. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
would consider there. Yeah, I was just in <laughs> Calgary. <Vancouver. laughs> oh yeah, Vancouver. Do yeah. it. Vancouver's dope. Yeah, I was just in Calgary last week with Alex and Meredith, and even mm-hmm. just like obviously you're still an hour or two outside of Banff, but like it's still it's like beautiful. Like the West. Exactly. I, I like the coast. Like I think Canada's best on the coast. East Coast mm-hmm. is beautiful in its own way. Like East Coast meaning like, yeah, like where I lived in Halifax. Yeah, yeah like Halifax. Exactly. Yeah, I like that's mm-hmm. super beautiful. But as soon as you start encroaching like New Brunswick, Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba, mm-hmm. it's just like Egh. But then yeah, like you get farther out west and it's like just a whole different kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know? So Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like it's so funny that over the last like year traveling and like doing all this stuff, like I've become so patriotic, it's like ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. I just yeah. I'm like ah, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Pat and Brent cleaned up in Dubai. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> super, oh, super uh, national, nationally pride. Mm-hmm. But um, I what, so setting up kind of like down the road, like are you, do you want to keep pursuing? Because like eight years, that's a minute. Like that's a long time. How mm-hmm. much longer do you see the CrossFit thing going for you? And like, is it something that you want to be able to transition out of but stay in the space if that makes sense like when you're done competing if you're still able to stay within the space in some regard yeah i think that's always been the question for me and yeah like now i'm 33 and every year i'm like uh i, I question like how much longer i'll do it but then i feel like still every year like i'm still getting better and like for i sure. haven't seen like a decline and i'm still like after every competition i'm like motivated to get better i think the only thing that you know might stop me is if I like want to start a family or something like sure, that. But, yeah. So that's the only thing that I have to consider because otherwise, like I, it's even like motivating to see that Kim Briggs is. You I know, was literally still, about like, to say, just it. look at Sam. She's a beast still. Yeah. So I think in terms of like, if it wasn't for like having a family, like I, I would say like, oh, there's no limit. I'll just like keep going and yeah. like. You know, until like something tells me, like, okay, you should stop. Yeah, something <laughs> you know, blows like, up. Yeah, like, <laughs> it like, doesn't work <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, so, but I've still been feeling good and like I'm motivated for this year. So I, I kind of take it year by year and just yeah. like see where I'm at. And then, you know, we have a talk about, you know, what's going to happen next year. But so I guess. Yeah, we'll see after this year, but yeah, I guess I'm getting up there in age. Whatever. CrossFit and and athletics is such a skewed view of age. It's like ridiculous. Like people who are in their early 30s, like, ah, I'm old, I'm a master's. It's like you are like so young in life. Like you still could like completely change your life and do whatever you want. Like it's, but like on that topic, like do you see yourself, um, like when you, when you do inevitably stop competing, whatever that might be, even if it's like 10 years from now, like, do you right now see yourself wanting to transition into something that's still tied into the space, like coaching, nutrition, whatever it might be? Yeah, I think I'll probably always more or less be like tied into that lifestyle. Like I always want to be fit and working out and mm-hmm. then yeah, maybe career-wise, that, that's something I've thought about. Like I'm not exactly sure what I would transition into. So mm-hmm. I'm still kind of thinking about that, but I think just that lifestyle is always going to be a part of me and always something that I, you know, love to do. So mm-hmm. uh, I think in some form or shape, it's going to, yeah. Yeah. I'm always going to be in it. What, like, what aspects of the lifestyle around it and, like, where you could take a group do you like? Like, are you really fascinated with the nutrition side? Do you really like the training side, the strength and conditioning? Like, what, is there, like, one aspect you, you gravitate yeah. to towards others? 
I think I'm really interested in the nutrition side and yeah. then the other strength and conditioning as well. So right. I think something more in that, I'm not quite sure about like coaching or anything like that. But I mean, I'm certified to coach, but I'm just not sure that's, yeah, that's not as much what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like I like doing like one-on-one stuff, but yeah. uh, I think, yeah, I'm more interested in yeah the nutrition side. Yeah, no, totally. It's, it's cool. Like I had... I was I was chatting with Colleen Foch this morning and you know we were chatting something similar just about how the opportunities are really endless like when you have built a platform in the space in CrossFit there are so many different avenues you can go down and you can kind of focus on whatever that passion is and like you have the audience that you can then build off of and build from to develop something whether it be a nutrition program one-on-one training whatever so it's it's cool because yeah the opportunities are there you know what i mean like it's not it's not really something you're probably gonna have to worry about too much so Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) what um day-to-day like eight years i I keep saying eight years i can't (laughs) that's a long time i I haven't i haven't interviewed anyone yet but that's og that's that og yet um it's a long time and like that's that's a grind and like you were talking about when you were working a full-time job like what what about it fires you up so much like what's kept you in it all these years like you know big esoteric question like what inspires you but like a bit more like focus like what in crossfit really like motivates you to to keep going i think just because crossfit's that type of sport where like there's always so much to improve upon like it just never ends like i think even after this last competition, I'm always like, the most exciting part is when I get to like write down like, oh, like this is how I'm gonna change my training so I could get better at that and that. Mm-hmm. And just like over the years, seeing like the amount of people or even like young girls that I've inspired, I think that That's really cool. keeps me going. Cause I think it kind of relates to, I always remember like me growing up, like I I always like wanted to be kind of like, like a warrior, strong woman. Yeah. I'd watch like, I don't know. It, maybe it's too old school for you, but like shows like Shira and Zena and like yeah, no. I just oh yeah. <laughs> so anyways, they're about like yeah, basically like warrior women who would yeah. just like defy the standard and they just you know. Uh, so I, I feel like I always wanted to be like that, and then even uh, when I was younger, uh, so my dad's a pilot, and I was very interested in like women in aviation, and oh, typically cool. a lot of you know it's more uh, percentage of men and that sure. was so like just to find that standard I did like air cadets and I read like every book you could about like uh, women in aviation and I was like totally into that so just like anything that um, you know was more about like yeah inspiring women to, to be stronger to be whatever they wanted to be like that really kept me going and then now like over the years now that I've been doing it so long it's like it's hard to imagine me like doing anything else like I, I think it, in the beginning I always I didn't think of it this way but now the more that I competed I've learned that like I actually really do enjoy competing and yeah. being on the competition floor and kind of reminds me of like being like a gladiator or something like yeah. that next year you're like, <laughs> you know like you live for the, the <laughs> glory and like be, just being on the floor but yeah you know, that like, Dubai clean like, is girl that was badass <laughs> yeah yeah, so then, you know, when I think about, like, oh, what else could I do? And then I think about, like, a nine-to-five job. I'm, like, it's as stressful as, like, training and now <laughs> everything has been. Um, I just think about that and I'm, like, I don't know if I'm capable of, like, doing that. I've always, like, wanted to yeah. do 
like I've always just been into fitness and doing crazy things mm -hmm. like even yeah in younger years of sports like I always yeah so it's really cool yeah <laughs> It's it's interesting and like, you know, if you don't mind my picking it apart a little bit, like you are a, I would say like, you're not like a crazy, like loud person, I think is kind of mm -hmm. fair to say, right? Like you're not like, yeah, you're definitely I've been like very shy and reserved and it takes like, I feel like a lot of people that are close to me, they, they know that like, I don't appear as, or I'm a very different person if you actually get to know me. Yeah. So I think like at first glance or you know I, I don't I'm not very social or you know but if people take the time to get to know me then they can see like I'm not as shy or as, as I appear to be you know? yeah no and and yeah absolutely and I mean you can definitely like you're one of the nicest people I've ever met for sure oh, and, like from the, from the little interactions we've had um mm -hmm. and just like hearing you on other interviews and media you're very humble and all that kind of stuff and so it's it's just I, my point, I guess, is just like it's it's very interesting to hear you talk about the warrior princess stuff and like all that. It's really cool because it's like it's like this fire that must just be like inside. But it's nice because it's like at the same time, like you're very humble about it. You're not like you're not one to brag. You're definitely not like out there boasting anything. It's just like <laughs> that like fight. So it's it, it's cool to hear you verbalize it. And I think I think a lot of people might appreciate that because I, like, yeah. I, I know I've never heard that verbalized before. So that's. That's kind of cool to hear. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, it's like, it's even never, like, sure, everyone wants to do well and be on top of the podium, but I think in the end, like, I've really more enjoyed just the opportunity to be amongst, like, the, the toughest women or competing yeah. with them on the floor. Like, I think I find I, that is more what motivates me or inspires me and less so much of, like, being like, oh, I want to, just I want to win. Like, sure, I want to do yeah. well and, like, I... You know, I train because I want to do the best that I can, but I think I just, that's what I've always wanted to do, just like, yeah. you know, be able to be in that last heat with the best women, and yeah. so that's the, yeah. No, totally. And that's, <laughs> that's something I really relate to, too, and it's a conversation I've had, you know, a couple times, it's just the, like, we talk about enjoying the process and stuff like that, but, like, happiness in what you're doing, and, like, genuinely enjoying exactly what it is you're doing and not having to be validated by a certain achievement or a certain level or a certain rank or number count or whatever it is. Like if you're, if you're truly happy and enjoying what you're doing now, people are going to see that and people are going to attach to that and like want to support that. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, for me, for example, like I love having these conversations. Like I really, really love it. And like, you know, that, that's the content I want to put out and like whether people are like stoked on it or not, like to be honest, like, I don't care. Like, I love doing this. Like, this is, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's the same you see with, like, exactly what you just said. Like, you, you're less concerned about the results and how other people are going to see it. You just love being out there. You love competing. And that's, yeah, that's super cool. And that definitely answers the question of what inspires you because that, that, <laughs> that definitely, I can relate to that a lot. And I know, I kind of know how, how that feels. But um, the one thing I want to get into a little bit uh, is, like, the side of being a CrossFit athlete that has to do with like the lifestyle and the living and supporting yourself like we kind of already touched on like the brand building side like where where do you sit on that because you know eight years that's a long time and I'm sure you've had your 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 experiences in the sport and have you know some knowledge on that so I'd love if you don't mind to hear hear your thoughts on kind of like how that works and what your focuses are with that yeah oh for sure i mean like yeah in this day and age if you want to you know be able to 
just focus on your training, then yeah, sponsors and that kind of support becomes very, very important. Mm -hmm. And tip, you know, when I started, I was never a big social media person and I, I don't really like to put myself out there. I just kind of like, you know, to compete and do what I have to do. But mm -hmm. now it's like in order to be able to support yourself, you really have to per se like post on social media so that, you know, you're pleasing your sponsors or you're doing what you need to, to, um, you know, keep that going. So I think, yeah, in the past, social media has been like kind of a struggle just because I'm not as, you know, outgoing or I don't truly like enjoy posting on social media. But now I've kind of learned like, okay, uh, you know, you post the content that maybe inspires other people or try to, you know, be more yourself. And, and then that, I, that helps me to put out more content that, you know, like some people are just like posting selfies or like, yeah. I'm just like not... I don't, some people are good at it and some, you know, they're, yeah. it's, yeah, <laughs> but like for me, I, yeah, totally I try to do what I can, but I guess, yeah, in this day and age, yeah, like I said, you really have to, yeah, if you want to, you, uh, you have to, yeah, stay on top of your social media. Mm -hmm. How, how much of an importance is that to you now? Like, is that, is it something you really have to focus on and like put time into and like would you put it under like a job category for you or like you're actually having to remind yourself and like sit down to like do it or has it become a bit more natural over the years? Um, it, yeah, it's become more natural but yeah, I definitely have to like put time aside and like schedule out things and you know, write out posts and try to make it more professional so it, it yeah. has become more a job. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny, like, that's, you know, like, I'm, I'm very much in, like, the learning phase of all this, and, like, that whole world is still super new to me, and I love having these, I say this every time, but I love having these conversations with you guys, because, like, selfishly, I get to learn a lot, um, mm -hmm. but it's, that's one of the things that shocked me the most, and I think what shocks other people the most is, like, seeing that it's, like, it's not just, like, you taking this picture and just quickly writing this caption and putting it up, like, there's a lot that goes into that. Like there's a sponsor or a brand telling you that they need you to post something about this and that's just cold turkey. Oh crap, I have to create something. And then you have to go and like get the image or pull it from them and there's work to do that. And then coming up with the caption, making sure it's right, making sure the links are right. Like, you know, I'm sure there's some people that are sitting here like, oh, your life's so tough. You're making Instagram posts. But like, yeah. there is a lot that goes into it, a lot more than just like what people see the finished product. You know? Exactly, and I think in the end, like you, you don't want it to just look like a bunch of like advertisements. You want to show that you actually have a passion for yeah. the products that you're, you know, that you're representing. So yeah. I think that's been what I'm trying to like do more is just to show more of my personality and show like you know that totally. I'm really passionate about these products instead of just like oh here check this out like this is you know and then like people see kind of see right through that when yeah. it's like just a pure advertisement but yeah you know. <laughs> no totally it's like that's the other balancing ethics stuff is it's yeah it's not it's not just like okay i'm just gonna post what i have to it's like mm -hmm. you need to post like other things too so that like number one your social media isn't just like a big advertisement but also mm -hmm. so it's like people can actually get to know you and become fans of you so that your sponsors can see the value in sponsoring you because they know that people are going to listen to what you're saying. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like this, yeah, it's definitely this like interesting balancing act and, and you know, it's, it's a cool world and it's one I'm, I'm definitely fascinated by, but do you, what value, so outside of just like being able to make your sponsors happy, 
what value do you put into your social media? Like what value do you put into the numbers and the engagement and the followers and all that kind of stuff? Like, do you care or is it just like a means to an end kind of thing? I think I, I think like I don't necessarily look that much about that kind of thing, but I, um, I think like sponsors and stuff, they like to see that, like what, yeah, what your engagement is depending on like what you post and, and that kind of thing. So I think that could be important seeing like what people like to see or what kind of content is maybe more like successful per se than others. So sure. I guess in that sense, I would look at it that way. But uh, I like, I think I, I'm trying not to look too much about it, too much at like likes and that kind of thing. Cause mm-hmm. like sometimes, you know, like gets in your head and then you, if you become too like obsessive over it and, yeah. Like, I don't want to stress about that kind of thing, but then, so I think the only way that I approach it is it like, okay, what, yeah, maybe what did people like and what didn't they, and then yeah. maybe I can adjust my content or that kind of thing, um, and so that's how I, I see it, really. Yeah. Is there, like, do you ever, have you ever, do you ever struggle with, like, comparisons with that kind of stuff? Because, like, social media is so public, like, yeah, Instagram's hiding, like, counts now and, like, things like that, but, like... For the most part, it's still pretty public. Like everyone can see how many people follow you, and for the most part, you can still see what engagement looks like. And like, does has that ever been a concern for you? Like, you know, and has there has there ever been like, oh, this person's more, but I've been doing it longer, and like X Y Z. Like, does that ever come to your mind at all? Yeah, I mean, sometimes like you, you feel like like it's a popularity contest or something. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of what I was getting. I kind of look at it like you know, like I've always not been as outgoing or there's other people that are maybe like way more active like they're constantly posting stories yeah and you know but i'm like well you know that's just not really me so i yeah. kind of like accepted that maybe i'm not putting myself out there as much as i could and maybe that's why other people get a certain amount of followers but mm-hmm. then you know the question is like what audience of followers do you have? Like, who knows what random creepers you have? Dude, or what, you know? preach. Yeah, that's the, you know, the... Seriously. Sure, like, your followers is just a number, but that, you know, there's a lot of, like, automated followers mm-hmm. or, like, bots that could be followed, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. you don't actually know the what type of followers you have. So mm-hmm. I think, for me, like, I can't force myself to be something that I'm not. I'm not super out going and I'm not I don't like to publicize my life that much yeah like I kind of like you know accept that but I think I'm I'm trying to put out more content that is me and maybe can be useful to other people's to other people and you know if that helps me to get more followers I I hope that it was you know people that I'm actually helping and not people that just want to I don't know see you in booty shorts or whatever no no like (laughs) absolutely and you you believe me that was great you touched on two really awesome points there like first of which being like you're right like the what are you what are what do you care about more like for you at the end of the day you're happy where you are you know what i mean and like you don't find happiness or 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 benefit or whatever in that so like why like why so many people get so caught up in like the vanity metrics and like like at the end of the day like you know i'm not saying people who are are completely enthralled with that are wrong or bad or whatever like that if that really makes you happy like genuinely amazing good for you like there's nothing wrong with that but it's like so many people it doesn't so many people it it's not that important to but it's the comparison that really messes with you you know Mm -hmm. like you can look at that with anything you can look at that with like 
Karen and Susan on the block who's, you know, one house is bigger than the other and one hedge is cleaner than the other. And like, you know, like it's, it's an age old thing, but with social media, it's like so in your face, you know? Um, and so many people just like, they're, they're trying to, to like fake it. They're trying to be something they're not. And like, that's just going to cause so much more stress, anxiety, like all that kind of stuff. And like, you don't need to, like, if you're not, like you said, like if you're not a crazy outgoing person or like you just for very validly just want to keep some of your life to yourself which is like you know what a lot of the time you'll sacrifice if you're doing something super public like my whole life is on blast like that's something i've accepted but like not everyone wants that and and don't get me wrong too there's still lots of my life that i that i don't share but like you know you have to be a little bit self-aware to understand like how much of yourself you want out there and and as a crossfit athlete too it, it can be even more tough because you're right you see it as like well if i get more followers then maybe i'll get more sponsorships and maybe i'll get more money from those sponsors or xyz or like you know and like that's in a whole nother tough rabbit hole because it's like you're just gonna run yourself into the ground you know like you can always play that game with everything and right. if you're so if you're so hyper focused on that but it's something that's not natural to you and that you don't enjoy it's like what's the point Exactly. Yeah. So I'm trying to find that uh, fine balance of, of yeah, putting content out there for sponsors, but at the same time, like staying true to who I am. And yeah, uh, I just yeah, I'm just a very private person. So yeah, totally. Like, and yeah, nothing wrong with people who like sharing it, everything. And mm -hmm. some some people are great storytellers, so they can share that gift. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. If you were to take CrossFit, like the last basically like nine, ten years of your life, if you were to take CrossFit out, like what, what outside of the sport really kind of like excites you and fires you up, and like where, where could you see yourself if CrossFit had never been in your life? Like where do you, where do you think your life would have stacked up? It's an interesting question. Yeah, I feel like a lot of things could could have happened. Uh, so I feel like I went down a lot of paths, but then they drastically changed. Sure. Like, uh, before I, let's say I did uh, college rowing, before that I, I was uh, going to go to an aviation college in uh, Sault Ste. Marie in the middle nice. of nowhere. And then I, you know, last minute my mom talked me out of it and um, that brought me to California. And then I, I still thought about being a pilot and I, I always wanted to be like a fighter pilot or something like yeah. that. But then, uh, yeah, after I started college rowing, I... Uh, I, uh, my degree was in uh, kinesiology and health science and then uh, after that I did like a post-baccalaureate pre-med program so I uh, I was considering going to like physical therapy school I actually applied and I got into USC and then that was kind of the year my transitioning into CrossFit and then I, that year I had gone to the CrossFit Games so then I uh, and that's kind of when CrossFit began for me so then I actually I turned down going to physical therapy school oh, mainly wow. because apparently if you can't get like a decent student loan if you're like an international student oh so it's like wouldn't have been able to afford it no <laughs> and the states is like crazy expensive yeah. for school compared to here yeah i tried yeah. to like get a loan from canada and it was like not happening no they're like <laughs> are you trying to mortgage a house oh yeah, no you're trying to go to school what yeah <laughs> exactly so i've always been like interested in like you know yeah, all things health science, kinesiology. I, I worked in like a uh, human performance lab, like when I uh, in college, part of like the kinesiology department. So I've always been interested in athletics, and mm -hmm. um, so 
So I think I wanted to be something in that, and I've always loved like nutrition, and so I think anything in that domain I've always been drawn to. So yeah. I think like even if I didn't do CrossFit, I'd still be in, you know, it'd still be active, it'd still be in fitness in some shape or form. Right. Are you like a are you like a planner? Like are you like a five year plan, ten year plan kind of person? Oh yeah, I was like. Oh really? I thought. I mean, I did, but like everything turned out not as I planned. And that's how life <laughs> CrossFit works. CrossFit was not on the on the uh, schedule and not planned at all. And that's it so funny. Just, like happened, and then yeah, now that I look back, I'm like, oh my god, I like stressed over so many years of like. Yeah. Being like, oh my god, I need to figure out what I'm doing now, and like, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's everyone. What's that saying? It's like a plan's a plan until like life happens or something. I don't know. It's like yeah, everyone has like, a plan until go or some something like that. I don't know. I just yeah, butchered like, that quote. Totally but, to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But it's like that's you know the it's a it's an interesting conversation because like there's again there's I don't think there's anything wrong with people who are very plan oriented and set in like I want to achieve this and this and this and this age and this and this age but where people get really wrapped up and like a, a conversation I'm fascinated by is like young people especially who have these expectations of like what 30 should look like what 40 mm-hmm. should look like what you know what I mean and like the way the world works today is like so many people stumble upon things that end up taking them through their life or at least like you know a big part of their life like you said with CrossFit like me with video like they're there are all these opportunities out there nowadays and like where do you sit on like being like how open-minded people should be because that's you know that's something I, I talk a lot about and part of like my brand is like being willing to chase things that inspire you like what where do you see the line between like finding something super cool and chasing it at all costs versus like being practical sticking to a plan sticking to like what society would tell you to do box yeah I mean I thought that I always, I wanted to, I, yeah, I thought I, like, had a plan and I had to go follow that exact path, like, you know, uh, but then I think as the years went by and as none of my plans turned out how I thought they would, then yeah. it made me realize, like, oh, like, <laughs> maybe there's, like, actually so many more different avenues that aren't, you know, like, don't have, like, a title, like, oh, I'm a, I don't know, physical therapist yeah. or doctor or, like, I always thought I needed like a title per se, but now I'm like, you know, there's so many artists who are making money or yep. it's like, just do what you like to do. And then sounds like rappers. Kind of, like, yeah. Some kind of avenue or you'll find something in that niche, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Danny, I was talking to Danny about a similar topic and she said, basically she's like, yeah, just give yourself a title and create an Instagram page. And there you go. You can literally be whatever exactly. you want to be, you know, like, <laughs> You just make up a title, create an Instagram page, and go. Like, there's that's yeah. it. That's literally the only barrier to entry nowadays, which is like absolutely insane, but it's very true. You know what I mean? And what's what's something then? While you're on that path of like chasing the dream that was CrossFit, like what are what are some of the hesitations that were in your way? Like, was there any like mental roadblocks you had to cross? Like, if you can specifically remember back to like any like you know real struggles that you faced in any capacity, like. Do you have any that stick out to you or? Oh, for sure. I think just, I mean, a lot of athletes go through it, like having, you know, injury. And for me, I've always had like really high anxiety. So just like dealing with that and then um, trying to get through it. And then, of course, when you're, you know, you're in a low or you're coming off an injury, you're, you don't 
think straight or you're kind of like in sure. a state of kind of depression and so yeah. I think just like getting out of that I think that's been the most challenging thing for me and just to know that I've like made it through each time I think yeah. that's kind of what keeps me going and yeah. then it's like you <laughs> a couple years down you almost block out all the negative things yeah. that happen and you'll only remember really like the good things that happen to you because yeah yeah. <laughs> I always, I, my, I, every time that happens to me, I talk, like, my mom is like a sounding board for me. I talk to her all the time, and she always says, she always says, yep, that's just like, like, uh, pregnancy or like having kids. She's like, you have one, and you're like, I'm never doing that again. And then, like, the yeah. next day, you just completely forget about it, and you're like, want your next kid. Exactly. It's the same okay. thing with, like, this kind of stuff. But if you don't mind, I would love, I would love, because you mentioned something there about, like, the anxiety kind of surrounding it, and, like, mm-hmm that is something that is so can be so powerful to talk about nowadays because there are so many people especially young people like suffering from depression anxiety in some level and you know the the conversation around it is is growing but i think it still needs work like if if you wouldn't mind whatever you're comfortable like just sharing a little bit about like what does that look like what how what is the anxiety about around being a cross athlete like what are the specific things that like you you have to overcome or had to or still do whatever I think just it's always always happens like earlier in the season or before a competition. You know, you have uh, anxiety creates like a lot of kind of thoughts and noise in your head that yeah. aren't really per se logical. So yeah. it can create a lot of like doubt or misconception about how things really are. So just for for example, yeah, before a competition, it's you, I'm always you know thinking like, oh maybe you know i'm not ready or i'm just like not good enough this year or you know every little thing that goes wrong you have like some 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 thought in your head that you know things aren't going right and it just it's more of just like a high emotional stress yeah and then you know like after the first day of competition i'm like totally totally fine but i think you know some people are like oh do you you know, do you have practice with that, or as the years go by, do you not get nervous anymore? And like, no, it's like always the same, like yeah. cycle or pattern. Where you know, before I have those doubts and just crazy thoughts that don't make sense. But I yeah. think what's important is that you have maybe someone supportive in your life, someone who kind of tells you like if what you're thinking is not logical. Like, yeah, my sounding board is yeah. always the one that's like, like okay, let's go through these thoughts. Like, why are you thinking this? Okay, let's look at facts. And then that's like the facts. So, and then once you kind of, I think that's like helped me. Like if I think like, oh, maybe I'm not ready or I'm not good enough, my husband would be like, okay, like let's look at look at the facts. How did you feel last year for let's say the regionals or whatever? And he's like, okay, like what happened? You still, you know, you still made it. Or like you always think that when you that you'll never be successful if you feel that bad. But I think it's it's normal yeah. <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> Like, sure. I, I can't speak for other, like, from my own perception. I think mm. that I have really, really high anxiety. And, like, when I compare myself to that, my husband, who's very just, like, level-headed and doesn't sure. get sure. he's then I think, like, I do. But I think a lot of athletes go through that type of stress or, yeah. you know, maybe some have a little higher level than others. But I don't know. I, I can mm-hmm. only speak for myself. But Absolutely. What, yeah, what I've just learned is, like, I think it's not just competing in this sport I think it's like any job or any anything that's worth achieving is going to cause that significant amount of stress so just accepting that like it's okay that it's in a sense it's normal and this is part of the process it usually means like that you want you want it that much you want it 
that bad and that's why you're feeling that way or because you care that much so um if you're actually like willing to put in the work then you know you'll reap the benefit of it later so that's what i kind of trying to tell myself but. yeah no and, and, and that's i think that's amazing and thank you for sharing that like i think that's super powerful and that's really going to help a lot of people like it it's the idea that you know you, you can relate it to athletics because it's very prevalent but even in life like one of the things i've heard that is like stuck with me and i try to practice is like the example of if you take let's use your situation for example you see an mm-hmm. event at regionals and we'll go back to rip regionals um, you see an event at a competition, regionals, whatever, and you're very stressed out that day. That day is very weakness-based for you and whatever, and, and you know in the back of your mind that you've been working on your weaknesses all year, but you get that anxiety and that builds up, and you're like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm ready, I don't know if I'm ready. What you're doing in your head is you're creating this future. So you're creating this idea of like, I'm going, I, I could fail, like this, this will happen, like I'm going to go out and it's not going to work out and I'm not going to perform the way I think I'm going to. But like really that that future you're creating is no more or less accurate than if you were to tell yourself, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to come first in every single one of these events. Mm-hmm. Like that outcome you're creating, that negative outcome is just as manufactured as any other outcome, you know? Mm-hmm. Like even if rationale would probably tell you that like, or your husband or your coach would be like, yeah, you're probably not going to win this one, but you're definitely not going to lose it because we've been working on your weaknesses all year you're still going to go negative, but that negative is just as likely to happen as that positive. And both of them, you're just, you're imagining like you, like that hasn't happened, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, that's probably not going to happen like that, that future you're creating, nobody knows. And it was like a a powerful moment when I heard that for the first time, I thought of it, I'm like, wow, like this is literally just me telling this story. Like that's it. It's creating this story um, and suffering from it before it's even happened. Mm-hmm. You know, because like that that moment of anxiety and panic and doubt and whatever, like you're suffering off of something that literally has not happened, like and probably will not happen. Could happen, anything could happen, but like you know what I mean? Like it's it's a very yeah. it's a very interesting concept, and it happens to me all the time. Like you know, you, magnitude of things, but you just you look at life and you're like thinking about something that's coming, and you get anxious, and you get nervous, but you realize that like everything that you're concerned about right now hasn't happened and like mm-hmm. why would you ever be concerned about something that isn't here exactly. you know because like if that was the case you should be scared about the big meteor hitting the earth and north korea nuking us and you should be scared about the sinkhole that's coming in like every day exactly. you could sit there in a bubble and just be like Bleh! you yeah, know exactly. but like the future you're creating for yourself is is totally your choice in like how you mm-hmm. look at it and go and like you know i'm not saying it as eloquently as i've heard it before but it's just it's like the idea that that it's up to you and like the way the way you position yourself going forward in life and like every day and how you react to things is like at the end of the day it's your choice you know yeah so. no, it's so true and I, I think yeah like maybe anxiety never really goes away but I think people can definitely learn how to better deal with it whether it be through like having a good support system then uh you know there's so many I don't want to say like go read a self-help book but like there's so no, much yeah. out there that like actually helps it's like you mm-hmm. learn kind of like routine or like mantras you maybe tell yourself and like yeah. I used to think like oh yeah yeah I'll do that whatever you know but now yeah. that, you know like I've actually like put them into action yeah. I think it helps like I, I have like maybe like certain ones that I tell myself that say before in competition or some kind of thing and and it like I think like it really does work like you just the anxiety is always there and you always feel it but mm. you kind of 
learn how to get through it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What what have you put in, like you said, support system and mantras, like are there any other kind of like coping mechanisms that you would recommend to someone or that you found that you've been able to put in place and that have worked for you? Oh, for sure. I think just for me, like routine is actually so important. So let's say I always have the same warm up um, before like I'm getting ready for an event or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that kind of like gets me going and then uh, uh, going like let's say like right into competition. Um, I always kind of you kind of have to change the way you're, you're thinking and I what works for me maybe doesn't work for other people but like for me I, I kind of like pretend I'm in like a different situation kind of like mm -hmm. for example you can be you can imagine that you're like <laughs> like a warrior in some land and you're like okay like you know I'm fighting for my family right now and yeah. like I have to this is what I have to do like I, everybody's like scared or not but like this is what i have to do and like when you think of it that way kind of like for me changes my yeah yeah my mindset and i'm like yeah let's do this and i was like you know like or even if you had a dog you're like oh if you don't do this they're gonna kill your dog yeah. <laughs> like, i don't yeah. know like you can you can the mind is so crazy that way so powerful. Kinda, like for me i will almost like imagine like scenarios that maybe like aren't even real but like that maybe would motivate me it's kind of like watching when you watch a movie you become so invested in what you're watching and it really like stirs your emotions so mm -hmm. i think for me because having high anxiety i've always had like very powerful emotions so i've kind of switched it so i can use those high emotions to help me like in competition for safe. But, yeah. Wow. No, yeah. that's, I mean, that's awesome. And again, I feel yeah, like, like sometimes I think I'm like, probably sounds crazy when I tell No, them. no, not at all. Like I totally, I get it. And I do very similar things. Like I, you know, if I'm, if I'm struggling like recently, for example, like the one thing I've been pretty open about is like this, this whole journey for me, like coming into the media side of CrossFit and like working with the people I worked with and then starting my own channel. And like the last 12 months for me have just been like, just so zero to a hundred and it's been absolutely insane it's been awesome and it's been a lot of chasing it's been a lot of this and a lot of that and like i kind of reached a point in the last couple of months where like i was burning out is the wrong word but just like i needed like a little bit of like more consistency because it had been so much change um and you know one of the things that i would always kind of tell myself because that anxiety would build of like i'd be doing something and it would be tough like i'd be on a long haul flight again and like traveling to this place i didn't know and i knew i wasn't gonna sleep and like all these things it's just like you know it's the same thing like you tell yourself something that may be real or maybe not for me it's usually like just like what i'm doing like this has literally been my dream for years to be able to do this and like remind yourself of like what you're actually living like not what could happen, not not what might happen down the road, not what has happened in the past, but like what you're actually living right now. You know what I mean? Like that. Like for you, you're you're living this dream life. You're a professional CrossFit athlete. Like how amazing is that? And like at the end of the day, no matter what happens at a competition, that's there. You know, and like you've lived that, and you've been so happy in it. And it's the same thing with this. And like even just like being a human. You know what I mean? Living in North America, like there's so many, you can, you can really break it down and like realize that like the life you're living in a lot of cases it, in and of itself is just amazing, you know, and mm -hmm. you have the opportunities to change anything that you want to change. And like, there's, it's a cool, it's a cool conversation and it's, it's really cool how the mind, like you said, how the mind works, like it's exactly. so powerful. And again like you said whether you're creating something real or not you can convince yourself of like just about anything and like that's how anxiety and depression usually stems exactly. it's like you're convincing yourself of something negative 
And so instead, like, so cool, you just said, and I think that's going to inspire a lot of people is like learning how to harness those emotions and, and feelings to create something positive and to create something that's going to motivate and inspire instead of tear you down and scare you. Exactly. Like, I think it's, yeah, like you said, it's always about perspective. And like, that just reminds me of like my dad has always taught me to think like, you know, like sometimes I call and I'm like, oh, this sucks. Like this happened and this happened. And then he'd be like, you know, like he'd always remind me to look at the positive and he's like, well, like think about like that person. They're probably having a worse day than you are. So like compared to them, like it's, it's pretty good. And then, like you know, by the end of the conversation, I'm like, oh yeah, like I guess it wasn't so bad. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. or like, um, one example. Um, so during the open, like I felt like I had like a whirlwind open and like so many things happened. So like, uh, cause we're in Northern California, we had like, uh, some forest fires. Right. So like there was like, we got like evacuated from our area. So it, I felt like I had like so much anxiety around that. And then I was like, Oh no, the oven's going on. There's bad air quality. And then, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, fair, fair. Yeah, and then, like not long before that we had like a mini earthquake scare and like, yeah, being from Canada, since we don't have a lot of earthquakes, like I have, I've never yeah. been like so scared. Of my life. The San Andreas like, fault, man. It's freaky. So it was like that, then the forest fires, and then like we got woken up in the middle of the night, like the, probably like the day after they had the fires, right. and there was a shooting right by our house, and like I woke up in like a panic because I heard like so many cop cars, Holy. and then like, yeah, then like the last week open and I got food poisoning, but then like in my mind I was like, oh my god, like so much has gone wrong, but then like after talking to my dad, he's like, well, you know, like your house didn't burn down, yeah. uh, you, you know you weren't in that shooting, you didn't get shot, like, yeah. some other people, like, five people got shot, like, a, you know, and I was like, yeah, you're right, and then he's, you know, and then I remember hearing some, or was it, uh, Horvath's brother, or someone who got hit by a car, so, like, they actually couldn't finish the open, and I was like, yeah, I, was, yeah, I got food poisoning, but, like, I still finished the open, yeah. you know, so I'm yeah. like, it's all in, kind of in your mind, you know, like, I, at first perceived it like oh my god this is so bad and then i'm like okay i can't even complain like other people had it way worse than me yeah so now that i look at it i was like it was fine everything was fine perspective is nuts yeah like perspective (laughs) is you know that's a whole nother powerful thing is like Mm -hmm. and it's tough right because it's it's hard to tell someone you know especially me as like a white male in north america like i Mm -hmm. couldn't have it made anymore really if like you think about like um, you know, in general, the the, the 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 privilege I've had growing up, and like I'm aware mm-hmm. of that. But like, still, even in hardships, really, no matter who you are, like there, there's a very real ability to look at your situation and know that like it could be worse. You know, and and yeah. and again, not to say that there aren't some horrible situations out there, and I'm not speaking generally to everyone, but. Most of the time, if you're a competitive CrossFit athlete or you're living in, you know, a, a, a great country and you're you're training every day and like chances are there are a lot more things that could be going wrong in your life, you know, exactly. and there's a lot more hardships that you could be having. And it's like that, that mindset of just like, whether it's directly comparing your situation to someone else's or just accepting the fact that like at the end of the day, it's not that big a deal. You know? Exactly. It's like my, my, my comparison I always make is like I, I never understand people who flip out at customer service representatives. You know, oh, like yeah. <laughs> you're in line at Starbucks and they mess up your drink or they mess up your name or they take too long and you just lose it. You're like, it's like you realize how minuscule of a problem this is. Like even if it made you miss a meeting, even if it made you like 
grand scheme of life, like it doesn't matter, you know? And like there's, there, there's, there's always the ability to kind of like talk yourself off that ledge and, and mm-hmm. understand that it's like, there's, there's so much more out there. There's so much more going on. There's so many more important assets of life than, than just what's right in front of you at that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. So I think, yeah, like you said, all, all perspective. And like, I always try to stay away from like, ever feeling bad for myself or self-pity and yeah mm-hmm. i just yeah remind myself that yeah things could be worse yeah. yeah no totally and like it's a balance for sure like there's you're always gonna you know everyone's always gonna have moments and times when they feel down and like you know it, it's good you want to accept those emotions like you don't want to bury them but it's yeah it's like mm-hmm. you said it's like a healthy balance of like you know that self-pity and like accepting that emotion and growing with it instead of letting it like take you over. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know there's there's so many conversations that can be had around um, the mental health side. So I appreciate you for sharing that. And I really think a lot of a lot of people will will benefit from that. I don't know if that's something you've shared publicly before, but I think there's a lot of people that will that will see that. Um, lighter note, transferring back to the the CrossFit side before we finish up. <laughs> What what has it been the last like year? This is something I haven't talked to anyone else about yet, but you're an OG, so I feel like it deserves some some recognition. Is what has the last like year been like? Like what you've come from, you've been around the sport for a long time. You've seen a lot of changes come and go. Like what has this last year been like for you? Like all the sanctionals and the desolation of regionals and 150 people showing up to the games. Like what was all that like? Yeah, I think like for me when they first announced the changes, I was actually kind of excited because I was like in my mind it's way less stressful because it's like in the past you had one shot at regionals to make it one shot depending on whatever region you're in and now you have like basically unlimited chances like not only do you have a chance in the open you have like however many sanctionals there are so it's like you know make the first one go to the next one it's like you couldn't do that in the path you couldn't no. like been yeah. like oh i didn't make my like regional so i'll just go to the next one mm-hmm. like you didn't have that chance so like i think it was it was more stressful and regionals wasn't until like may or later so yeah. it's like think about how much more time you have to train for the game so it's like now you did the open you're qualified you have all year to train and you can like pick and choose what regionals you want to do if you want to go travel that was kind of last year for me i had never been to south africa so i was like well so here's cool. my opportunity let's go to south africa so yeah. i think in that sense but yeah the only scary thing was like knowing there's going to be that many people at the games 150 so the, the question became like oh how are the events going to go or mm-hmm. how are these like drastic cuts going to the hunger games things? Yeah, and it felt like the games, like, just cut them, cut them, yeah. yeah. But it actually, like, I thought it turned out well, and, like, it was pretty interesting. So, I think, uh, and, like, after so many years, and it was, because I remember when they did, like, Northern California, Southern California, mm-hmm. and then the next year they did Super Regionals, and then they combined the regions again. So, it was, like, I already used to every year think something new. So, right. it was, like, it didn't even phase me. and like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the goal has never changed and for me I'm like I want to be at the top I want to you know I want to be in that top 20 top 10 so mm-hmm. if like if with these changes if I can't make it then maybe I don't deserve to be there that's fair. how I saw it you know yeah like, fair this is the test of the fittest in the world so like if you can't make it into like like there's now there's so much so many opportunities and if you can't make one of those opportunities then like maybe yeah. you're not you know you're not good enough to make it this year that's why i see it like, yeah I, no i know there's a lot of people like in between that they just 
you know, they're mad about maybe just missing it, but it's like, yeah. if that's like, for me, the goal is always, the ultimate goal has been to be the best. So yeah, that's how I saw it. So I wasn't stressed. I was like, you know, if I'm good enough, I'm going to make it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, to be honest, like I, I would say to some regard too, is the opposite influx that happened is like so many more people made it like there, I yeah. feel like it was pretty hard to be left out last year. If you were a games athlete, like if you were at that caliber already, you had been before, like you're right. Like you had so many chances and like the backfill process, it was like the 20th place finisher at Wadapalooza got a games invite. Like it was insane. Exactly. And yeah. you know, so, so it, like 40 spots to like, however many 150 or whatever like, crazy so that's significant <laughs> exactly and and so with that though like having that veteran perspective like this is kind of a hot topic but it's like do new games athletes now like is there an asterisk like is there an asterisk beside the name of being a games athlete in 2019 and onwards yeah i guess like in a sense you know it used to be because so few athletes would make it to yeah. the games that yeah to be called a games athlete but exactly. now it's like because so many more make it in and in a sense i think just like being around that many years in a sense it does feel less prestigious yeah from like the way i see it but it, i mean not less deserved but it, i mean yeah. just, just the fact the numbers yeah 40 to 150 like that kind yeah. of does make it feel uh, yeah less and it's and the other so. thing too is it's not the 150 fittest people in the world it's like based off geography you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's not the top 150 people in the open or the top 150 cumulative finishes around sanctionals it's like people who have passports to really small countries sometimes you know mm -hmm. which is like yeah. it, again i'm not bashing it i'm not saying it's bad i'm just more interested in and not to say you're the wrong person to ask but you're also a very nice kind person so i don't expect you <laughs> to be like it's awful but yeah. like just as someone who has that experience like yeah what is like I don't know does it does it kind of suck that like someone can claim the same that can't claim the same as you they can't say eight time games athlete but yeah that games athlete thing is like it's kind of like eh, whatever like so is everyone else you know i think like it doesn't make a difference to me because in the end it's like you know i had the opportunity if i don't make it through top 20 or through sanctionals or that kind of thing like i think either way whatever place you are you know even if you just make it through your country like it will still things will fall as they should at, at the games right. is how i see it true so, you know if you <laughs> it could be someone like insignificant i guess in a sense like having the variety of countries it is kind of cool like to mm -hmm. see the flag ceremony and uh you know that kind of thing like for me like being a professional athlete i vote i'm actually dual uh canadian italian so yeah. I, I represented italy this year so um, I thought that that was like kind of cool that I could represent like you know my family's heritage and for sure. both my parents are Italian. Or, so I thought that in that sense it was cool. And then to see like even at our athlete dinner there was like uh, um, you know, just so many so many different countries. So I think in the in the goal of building the sport like worldwide and getting more recognition that was good. But in the end. For the top athletes for the top 20 or you know it things always fall as they should and so i think in the grand scheme of things it doesn't change anything totally yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fair and like that's a mm -hmm. that's a really great way to look at it for sure and it, 
the cream will rise to the top for sure. And like, you know, the map still won this year. Tia still won this year. Like there was nothing like that drastic. Like mm -hmm. the cut system was a little savage at some point. I think like there were obviously like some athletes got a little bit short ended, but again, it, yeah. it worked in general. And anyone who's spending as much as I like sound, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, like to get the conversation going. Anyone who spends a lot of time upset about other people that are making it like, mm -hmm. why? It, like this doesn't affect you at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you were never going to qualify out of Guatemala anyways because you're not from Guatemala, yeah. you know? Like, I think that's the difference that people who maybe are, like, second place in a certain country or they're getting mad at, like, you know, per uh, se. Uh, yeah, so I think that is kind of, like, uncalled for because I think, yeah, in the end, if you're good enough to be at the CrossFit Games, you will be at the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Uh, so, I yeah. think, yeah. No, I think that's good. I think that's... Uh, yeah. And if you, per se, if you don't make it in the open or you don't make it through your country, like, go to, you got to make the effort to go to every other sanctional or to try every other sanctional. If that's what you want to do and make it, then you have to, to you have to put yourself out there and give yourself more opportunity because there's so much opportunity to make it. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. No, I mean, I hear you. I think, I think that's a, I think that's a good place to, to wrap it up. Um, mm -hmm. as a, it's good insight. Like I said, not a lot of people can have that same, that same level of understanding of the system that you do because you've been around for so long. Um, but I, I mean, in general, thank you. Thanks for chatting with me today. That was, yeah, of course. that was really fun. Yeah. I, I appreciate, I appreciate you going into the depth that you did on the mental health side because I, I really think there are going to be people listening that can, benefit a lot from that and can really like um take a lot into their life even if it's not crossfit so all right well, for sure you have to your emotions totally even if you're an emotional person use it to your advantage yeah absolutely yeah. cool well thank you and uh, we'll be down doing a day in life at some point i'm sure so people will get to see a full day down down the road but uh sounds good yeah again, thanks for chatting of course thank you cool all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up today's episode, episode four of Inside the Life of with the one and only Alessandra Bricelli. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. That was a powerful one. That was, we, we talked on a lot of topics that, that I really helped me, really helped me think deeply about, about some of the struggles I've gone through with, with anxiety and mental health and some of the thought and the conversation around it. And Alessandra was really generous to open up about all that stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope some of you can take something away from it. Um, if you enjoy this series, if you enjoy what I'm doing, guys, let me know, comment below, send me a DM, go follow me on Instagram so you know who's coming next and all of the insides behind the scenes of everything I'm shooting. If you guys are enjoying the series as well, please be sure to hit that subscribe button for me if you're not subscribed scroll down on the screen do it right now red button if you don't know how you just need a gmail account super easy and it helps me like you wouldn't understand to keep bringing this content to y'all so thank you again so much for watching thank you to our presenting sponsor the wildlife my homies guys they're supporting me in every video it's not just this video they're presenting this video but they're in every single video i make i'm always wearing their clothes they keep me decked out and they they are the sole biggest reason why i'm able to produce this content for you guys they believe in what we're doing here on the channel and they want to support it so go show them some love first link in the description for all of your crossfit fitness needs, everything from massage guns to recovery tools, 
dope apparel for the gym and life, guys. You're not going to regret checking out their site. Guys, thank you so much for watching this episode, and I will see you in the next one. And have a Merry Christmas. This, this is probably going to come out just before, just after Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever it is you do, enjoy it. Hug your family. Hug me by subscribing, or if you ever hug me. Oh, I guess I'm talking. Okay. Peace.